Hello, this is Mr. Rawson. Welcome back to Room 102, a podcast where we try to help with uh, learning loss during long breaks from school, uh, specifically right now dealing with some of the self-isolation breaks that the state of Illinois is going through. Uh, but hopefully we can continue the podcast in like the summer and whatnot as well. In any case, we'll be having a new episode every day for the foreseeable future related to what we're talking about in school right now or what we would have been had we been in session. Right now we're talking about chemistry, specifically how chemistry is related to things in the kitchen. Let's get started. Last time we talked about broth and brine, I want to go over the answer to the uh, application question that we asked. We, we wanted to do either diagram or draw what would happen if you put like a large chicken or a large piece of meat in a pot and then put salt in the same pot, would you still be able to make broth if you heated it up? And the answer is no. The way osmosis works, whatever the higher area of concentration is, uh, fluid tends to go from the area of um, high concentration to the low concentration, or the nutrients will go from area, or the minerals, I should say, go from area of high concentration to low concentration. So everything tries to equilibrate um, and try to make both sides as equal as possible through osmosis. So you would actually destroy the process of making a broth should you throw lots of minerals into the water itself. Okay, so going on to the topic for today, which we'll have another application question for, um, we're going to talk about microwaves and how a microwave works. First of all, we should actually uh, differentiate between a microwave oven and a microwave. In third quarter, we talked about waves, and uh, we talked about microwaves specifically and what they are. A microwave is an electromagnetic wave, um, which can actually range from a meter to a millimeter, which is a huge variance in size. Um, specifically, a microwave oven operates off of uh, about 12 centimeters or a third of a foot. Those, that's how long the electromagnetic waves are. What's an electromagnetic wave? Well, there's different types of waves, and the waves propagate or you know go back and forth uh, in different ways. And some waves need a medium. It needs a thing to go through. Right now, sound waves are going from my mouth to the microphone, and those are propagating with the air. The air acts as the medium for that wave. We call that a mechanical wave. But a microwave is an electromagnetic wave because it doesn't need a medium. It can go through anything. It can go through space. It just kind of is a form of energy. It doesn't need something else to allow the energy or information to go from one area to the next. Microwaves send these electromagnetic waves, which are about 12 centimeters long, at food. So how does a microwave actually work? What does it actually do to heat up food? Well, it turns out that water is susceptible to movement via microwaves. If there is water in a substance, then that water will be vibrated. Specifically, it'll be spun in circles um, as microwaves uh, touch the water. This is why microwaves heat things unevenly. If there's more water in one area of a piece of food than another, then, or if uh, a piece of food is very large and the water in the center is not being penetrated by the microwaves as easily as the water on the outside, then different parts of the water in the substance will be heated to different temperatures. Basically, a microwave creates friction. This moving water creates friction with the rest of the food and it heats it up. So on a microscopic level, microwaves make water spin. But on a macroscopic level or a large scale level, microwaves work by friction. Okay. Uh, 
that's really it. That's all the, the microwave oven does. The only funny anecdote I have about the microwave is that microwaves were actually discovered by a, um, an inventor, a scientist who was walking with a chocolate bar in their pocket. And as they walked by uh, an experiment which was working with microwaves and there was a device emitting microwaves, the person noticed that the chocolate bar melted in their pocket. Why they were carrying a chocolate bar in their pocket, I have no idea. But this is how the microwave oven was actually invented. Um, because microwaves vary in size, you know, the 12 centimeter microwaves aren't that powerful. Um, cell phones use smaller microwaves because as you get closer to a millimeter in size, it actually becomes more energetic. That's a weird thing about electromagnetic waves is they get more, uh, energetic as they get smaller. Um, that's cell phones use a little bit smaller waves cause they have more energy. And then there's actually like still military research in using, microwaves as weaponry as the microwave gets closer to a middle millimeter it actually uh does some pretty substantial damage if it's pointed at a thing okay uh you've borne with me through some scientific talk so let's talk about some jokes your joke for the day is as follows what happens when you put jeans in a microwave the answer you get hot pockets ah 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 <sighs> Oh, hilarious. I try to have two jokes for these podcasts every time because we have time for two, but uh, I couldn't find any jokes about microwaves that were clean besides that one. The rest of them were about either uh, picking up dates or uh, diarrhea, diarrhea related to burritos, and I figured I would spare you that. On to your application question. Um, there's actually two things for application if you want to do that. Again, if you're a parent listening to this and you want your kids to work on a little bit of science outside of the normal podcasting time, because we try to keep these podcasts between five and 10 minutes. If you're looking for extra like work for your kids to do, here's a couple things you can do. If you have access to an actual computer, if you're not listening to this on like a phone or whatever, because you have to like use your data. If you are listening to this on like a computer or have access to a computer with internet, there's a great website. It's called FET.Colorado.edu. That FET is spelled P-H-E-T, so it's P-H-E-T.Colorado.edu. That website has a bunch of simulations, and one of them is a microwave simulation. I would just do that and play with that for about 10 minutes, changing some of the variables, seeing the different things that affect how a microwave works, how fast it heats up food, how much energy it has. I would do that, and you'd get uh, quite a bit of learning out of that. If not, then here's an application question for you to consider. You can either write for 10 minutes kind of reflecting on what you think the answer to this is, or you can try to draw a diagram and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. The answer, uh, why does metal go haywire in a microwave? That's a good application question. Why does metal get affected the way it does in a microwave? Because the thing is, um, those like tin foil and stuff doesn't isn't supposed to have water in it. There's there's not supposed to be water content in that. So why does that go crazy if microwaves affect water? That's your application question for the day. Okay, we try to keep these pretty short because I know that there's probably other teachers sending you other electronic information or uh, the curriculum and learning center in Champaign specifically is actually uh, giving out like informational text that kids can work on uh, during this self isolation period that the state has mandated. Um, again, this is the Room 102 podcast. Uh, it is for middle school science students. Any middle school science students in America who want to listen to this podcast are welcome. Specifically, Room 102 is in Champaign, Illinois at Franklin Steam Academy. I'm Mr. Rostin, and I run the one Room 102 podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow we're going to talk about why the sauce is boss. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.